welcome to the Rising Feminine Collective podcast. I'm your host, Nina Petruzzo, and I'm so honored that you're here. This is a sacred space to inspire, elevate, and amplify your life, your business, your relationships, and your gifts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rising Feminine Collective podcast. I'm your host, Nina, and I am really excited today. I have Sophia LePage on, and Sophia is a feminine embodiment and leadership coach. She is a rebel queen, and she's really dedicated the past four years to helping women around the world release hustle and burnout to reclaim their pleasure inside of their bodies, relationships, and businesses. Following a messy divorce in her 30s, Sophia broke free from the good girl programming, which I'm sure we'll dive into, ignited her feminine magnetism, and began leading herself from a place of desire. She's traveled with shamans, sat with gurus, studied the esoteric and tantric arts, and now lives in Bali with her second husband and two cat babies. And we were just chatting before this that Sophia lives in Changu, which was a beloved place in my travels back in 2017. So Sophia, I'm just so excited to have you on and dive into all things feminine and artistry and sacred business with you. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I can just already feel how delicious this conversation is going to be. So yay. (laughs) It's always, it's always so fun and expansive to have these conversations. And I know all of you listening will receive so much from Sophia's story and journey and what she has to share. And I would love for you to just start Sophia by sharing with us parts of your journey and kind of where you were and what has really brought you to who you are today as a feminine embodiment coach and leadership mentor for so many women around the world as they reclaim their own pleasure and sovereignty and confidence again? Yeah, so I feel that I was tuning in with this the other day and I was like, wow, I really came out of the womb hustling, I feel. Like I started even from such as early as I can remember, I really felt a lot of pressure to be the best, for my best to be better than everyone else's best. I was really caught up in comparison. I really felt the need to be perfect. And I had this idea that in order for me to be loved, accepted, safe, I needed to be perfect. I needed to be that overachiever. I needed to be smashing the goals and going beyond. And I really took a lot of pride in that in myself. It was a huge part of my identity. And so it was that kind of classic good girl, like who do I need to be? Who do I need to please in order to be loved? And so that was was a program that I was operating um, all the way up until around the time that my my divorce happened. So I by that stage I'd burnt out completely, um, and I was doing a job that wasn't something that I enjoyed at that point. I I I'd kind of burnt myself out in the fashion industry, and then I'd gone into um, being an executive assistant in a in an investment bank because I'm like I don't want this pressure anymore like let me just do something basic nine to five that's not going to stress me out and 
what I was finding as well is that I had so much of my identity wrapped up in my work. So when I took that step back from doing this career that seemed very kind of uh, glamorous to something that was less so, um, I felt like some piece of me was was missing. And I was also starting to feel extremely um, contracted in my marriage, really disconnected. I had no connection to my pleasure, no connection to my feminine, no connection to really self-love, um, who I was. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I really wanted in life. And I felt completely stuck. And <clears throat> being in that space without the tools, without the support, uh, to help me find a, a sort of empowering or healthy way through that. What I did was I just burned it all to the ground. I just took a match and lit up my reputation, you know, lit, lit up my marriage, imploded my friendships by having a string of affairs that led to my divorce. And on the other side of that, the questions that started coming up for me was, how did I do this? Why did I do this? Why did I choose this painful, hurtful, destructive way to change my life? Who am I? What do I want? And how can I go about receiving that in a way that doesn't create damage along the way? So that was like the beginning of my journey into coming into back into connection with who I was. And a huge part of that was that sacred sexuality piece of reclaiming my feminine energy, getting out of my mind, getting into my body, recognizing why I was hustling, why I was looking so much outside of myself for that validation and starting to source it from within. And that's why, you know, I feel like it's so important, this work, because it doesn't have to be so dramatic, <laughs> you know, that's, it really doesn't have to be. Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing it just so authentically and vulnerably. Cause I feel I can definitely relate to a lot of what you shared. And I know that many listening can highly relate. And I feel as women, like you said, Sophia, and I know that you shared with me before that you're a generator and like you can be on and that go, go, go and hustle and getting things done, especially when you're lit up, but maybe you're on the path of doing it, not being totally lit up, but still going, which is, can be burning the candle at both ends. But I feel so many of us relate to that paradigm and that good girl. And like, let me fit into these boxes. Let me do all these things that I think I should do so I can get my stars and my accolades and, you know, rise to whatever perceived arena I think I'm meant to be in. Right. And I was totally a perfectionist as well, growing up in type A and similar, but different. It kind of culminated at the end of my twenties, all of this pressure that I'd put on myself. And I just like exploded. And I too, crumbled a relationship, you know, was pretty toxic with some of my other relationships and just had that massive implosion. And I too found myself on the floor, just like praying to God and asking to be led. And really what that brought me into was a deep surrender into my body as well. And really dropping from the head into the heart and really letting the body lead instead of my mind and all of this programming. And I would love for you to share, Sophia, you know, we kind of were talking about this before, but I feel so many 
women are living in this paradigm of the good girl, right? And afraid to speak their truth or do, you know, what they want or to really trust their desires. And I would love to just have you share in your own journey, what helped you to unravel that and start to break free of that and really start to declare and embody what you actually wanted from this, you know, grounded, more anchored place instead of the, like, I'm just burning it all down. And like, which I think is a powerful place sometimes. And that's sometimes the only way is like rising from the ashes, but I would love for you to share your journey in that of really dissolving the good girl paradigm. Yeah. So I feel that it was the, it was dissolving the, the conditioning around what I thought I should want. So I feel that growing up, it was all about what I should do, what I thought I should do, who I thought I should be. So I never really checked in with myself about whether or not that's fit with me, whether or not that felt good for me, whether that or not that turned me on or ignited me. Um, and I think a lot of women have this, just this feeling that what they want doesn't really matter. Um, and, you know, we see that so much, right, in, in relationships as well, where it's like, oh, in order to um, get get a, a man, you need to just say yes to everything. You're not allowed, if you say what you want, you're going to be high maintenance. You're going to be a diva. And I feel like that also plays out in, in our businesses. It can like, oh, I have to do whatever my client wants, or I've got to take on all of these people, whether they're aligned or not, or I have to be available all the time, or I have to be on social media all day. Like there's all these ideas about what we should be doing and how we should be showing up and how we've been sold this kind of idea of the feminine as you know that martyr like the selfless mother who just gives and gives and gives and never thinks of herself and we're told that this is like someone who's a really good person so <laughs> I just totally don't agree with that at all um and I think that it was for me, it was that getting to the point where I realized I just couldn't do it anymore. Like it just wasn't working. And I think that's what burnout is. It's like the, you've hustled yourself into the place where it's like you are, the cup is, the well is dry, the cup is empty and there's literally no more to give. And so I think that one way that women can start to connect with this before they reach that point is to really start bringing it into the body. This is why I love embodiment practices so much. You know, like that for me was when I started uh, dancing for myself and questioning what feels good in my body. How do I want to move? And I started giving myself the permission to feel my emotions instead of just be calm all the time. Um, that's when it felt like these layers of these shoulds and this conditioning and all this external um, pressure started to dissolve. And that's when I started to connect more with what was underneath that, what was the real desire and to give myself the permission to follow that because what I realized is those deep longings, those deep desires are my soul or God speaking to me as to what 
What is the aligned path for me through this life? What's going to bring me ultimately to my highest potential, to the, the, the life that I was born to lead? And I do feel that women like us who come from that overachieving, you know, perfectionist background, what our soul is wanting is for us to be the best version of ourselves to fulfill our potential. But what we're being, what we're getting from society is a way of doing that, that actually doesn't lead us there. It just feels like it is. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Oh my gosh. Absolutely. And it's a lot of layers to unravel. I know for my journey, it was, yeah, like probably a period really of 10 years, (laughs) like of just unraveling and releasing and, coming home and back to myself. And I feel what you spoke about with the desire is so powerful. And I feel as women, we so often don't trust our desires because we're so afraid of being disappointed or being rejected or not being able to hold it or whatever the story is of our past wounding and programming that we've carried, right? Maybe as a little girl, when we were disappointed in, you know, mom or dad didn't show up to your ballet recital or whatever it was that went on. And I'd love to hear, Sophia, how do you help women connect to their desires, those longings and yearnings on their hearts? And I would love to hear, because I'm sure you do it in a very body-based way as I do in my practice as well, but I would love to hear how you really support women in holding their desires and starting to feel safe in themselves to expand their capacity to trust this is possible for me and it wouldn't be planted here if it wasn't. Yeah. So I feel like it all, everything starts in the body, you know, it starts and ends in the body. The hugest piece of coming into connection with the feminine I feel is that descending of the energy from the mind down back down into the body into the heart into the womb into the pussy and 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 this is why I love to work with women with the energy of pleasure because pleasure is a frequency of power pleasure is that that battery right it's the energy that we're all seeking it's what we all want to experience it's when you're hustling and hoping that you're going to be recognized it's for the pleasure of being validated right it's for the pleasure of doing a great job it's for the pleasure like of you know when you're do whatever you're doing it's always for the pleasure but the pleasure of the external doesn't can't even hold a candle to the pleasure of the internal. And so how I like to work with it with women is connecting them to their sensual energy, their sexual energy, guiding them into a process of learning how to circulate that energy so that they start to feel that enlivening of their system, right? The radiance that's coming from within. And the more that they circulate that pleasure, the more these old belief systems start to drop away, the the emotional debris is released, the more that they start to feel because pleasure is feeling. So it's also feeling the emotions, you know, it's like dissolving the resistance to being in this moment, And so it's that deep presence, the feeling of things, the the reconnecting to sensitivity, because I feel that also what our society has taught us is 
and what life is often is a, a, a hardening process. You know, we come out of the womb, we're so sensitive, we're so open, we're so, you know, like everything is just so much. And then we're taught to suppress, to barrier ourselves, to calm down, to not cry, to not la 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 la, all this kind of stuff. And so it's that shedding of all of that conditioning that then when that's released, what's underneath there is is the deepest longing of your soul. And, and it's like the learning to listen to the intuition. I feel like we all know deep down what we want. It's just that we don't feel the permission to have it. And so learning how to welcome, receive, circulate pleasure is a way that we expand our havingness. And it's something that connects us right in that moment, that high frequency is where everything starts to feel possible. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I told, I feel everything that you're saying and I love, you know, how you described, you know, our programming into society and into the world. And it is, it's like creating shells and barriers and walls. And I always think of it like armor. And I always feel when we're connecting back into the depths of our feminine essence, because she is deep and she's changing consciousness and she's fullness and openness and love and aliveness. It's this process of unarmoring all of those walls and barriers and shells that we've held on to that have, you know, invited us to stuff and suppress and store. And I feel especially that emotional piece is huge for women, Sophie. And I would love to hear some of the energy and, and how you describe emotions and how you support women feeling safe in their emotions. This is a, a big piece of my work as well. And it wasn't really until I learned how to alchemize my emotions that I, you know, then became more free and liberated in my life. I didn't even realize how freeing it would finally be to allow myself to fully feel. So I would love for you to, to share on that as well. And, and just talk about that emotional range and what we get to experience, you know, as a feminine being in that. Yeah, so I feel like there are often these ideas about what the feminine should be, which is very much based on what it looks like, you know, which is this sort of accommodating, very pretty, kind of like girly, sort of like very maiden energy. Um, and that can be, you know, one aspect of the feminine is super soft, surrendered and open and loving and blah, blah, blah. But there's another flavor as well, which is the that fiery, like boundaried, um, you know, like truth, right? That sears through everything, the chaos that is that creative energy that we embody. Like this, think of, if we think about nature and the cycles of like the seasons, right? It's like winter is such a different flavor to summer, you know, but they're both, we're not like, oh, nature is only summer and winter is not part of nature. We're like, no, it's all part of it. Um, and each one, each season has their the thing that we love about it and the thing that we're maybe not so keen on. And this is the same with the feminine, you know, it's many flavors, many dim dimensions. And so that's one piece in recognizing that your emotional landscape is wild, wild and far reaching. The other piece I feel like 
a lot of times when I work with women, because they've spent their life being so um, trying to suppress basically their emotions and trying to appear calm is that they have a fear that if they go into the emotion, it will totally overwhelm them and they will never be able to do anything else again. It's like, well, how will I get work done? How will I get through my life? How will I be successful if I'm this emotional kind of wreck? And I feel that the irony is, is that, and I'm sure you, you've probably felt this as well, right? And discovered this is when we give ourselves the permission to have a container for our emotions to express and we give ourselves that container and we dive in fully into it, the resistance to feeling the emotion is the thing, the very thing that makes the emotion linger. When we release the resistance, it emotions are energy. They're, they want to move. They want to flow. They want to release. So one of the things that I do with my clients is that emotional alchemy process of holding them inside of a container and being like, okay, for the next five minutes, you're going to feel all your grief, all your rage, all your sadness, whatever it is, all your anger, whatever they need to feel. And then sometimes it doesn't, it needs one minute, you know, like it's not. <laughs> It's really not. It's so, it can move so quickly. And so I think that it's just that process of practicing it, allowing yourself to be supported in that because safety is so important. So this is why I feel like finding a, a mentor, someone that can hold you in that process can create that safety for you, can create that container so you can truly let go is really important in the beginning. And then, you know, as time goes on, you, you get to, you, you're like, oh, I know what happens now. And so you can start to feel that safety from within. Mm, yeah. Oh, I so agree. And I feel just giving ourselves that permission. And I feel to walking beside someone, whether it's a mentor or, you know, a really good friend who knows how to be in the alchemy of her emotions can be the most powerful thing. I, when I lived in my old house by myself, we would have these moon ceremonies, but they often ended up being these emotional alchemy sessions where we would get together as women and have like a grief and anger and rage and pleasure party and just, you know, play an amazing playlist and let ourselves be in the expression of feeling it all because, and I know that, you know, this Sophia, I always say, you know, when we can expand our capacity to feel it all, we, we start to learn how to hold it all and expand our nervous system capacity and resilience and flexibility for that. And then ultimately we get to have it all. That's part of how we open ourselves to the energy of more, which is really, I feel the core desire of the feminine, you know, is that longing for more, whatever more is in her, in her yearnings. And, and I, I would love to hear Sophia, because I feel again, a lot of female entrepreneurs are listening and tuning in and, um, taking in all these bits and pieces of this conversation. And I, have heard from many of my clients too, you know, that fear of getting lost in the emotion or the chaos and then getting really stuck. And I would love for you to share, you know, how do you hold yourself to be your anchor back to be able to come back to, you know, the opposite end and hold then the deeper feelings of pleasure and joy and bliss and really 
how do you channel this emotional energy into your work? Because I'm so with you. I feel for me, utilizing these practices around emotional alchemy and transmutation is really what creates the magnetism in my work and the work of my clients in your work. You know, I feel it from what you share. This is that magnetic piece of the feminine. So I would love for you to share how you allow your emotions to really become a part of your artistry within your business. Yeah. Oh, I love this question so much. So for me, what feminine artistry is, first of all, is it is that conversation. It is our transmission. So it's the conversation that we're having with our body, with our energy that evokes a feeling in, in another or, or evokes a, 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 an evolution even in another. So it's like that initiatory energy that a woman who's truly embodied in her feminine has. It's that classic, like the muse energy, you know, like the artist who's inspired by the beauty of the muse or the the mystery of the muse or the 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 wittiness of the muse you know it's like that ultimate sort of feminine um grace that comes from truly being in our integrity in our authenticity and so this is why it's so linked with our emotions because when we as women are allowing ourselves to be in our emotional selves, to ride our emotions, to express what we're truly feeling, what then it's like it takes, like the lid gets popped off, right? And so then suddenly your energy that's been so contained is suddenly free and it's able to start to expand outwards and people start to feel you. Because if you're wearing a mask, if you're trying to be something for someone, trying to say the right thing, do the right thing, feel the right thing, you're not, you're not showing people who you are. You're, you're giving them a sort of like a watered down version and that watered down version does not have a potent transmission and I feel that what our world is craving is to feel taste touch experience authenticity and this is what we look for right in 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 mentors this is why embodiment is so important it's not it's not just about the knowledge like anyone can read a book right? And, and share what that thing is. But until it becomes an embodied experience, it is not a transmission. It is not embodied. It is not wisdom. It is only knowledge. And so I feel that this feminine artistry is when that becomes our lived experience, authenticity becomes our lived experience. Truth becomes our lived experience. Genuine from deep within your soul, pleasure becomes your lived experience. That's an invitation Mm -hmm. that others can feel that they want to be part of. This is how we create a movement. This is how you find your people, right? This is how you magnetize those soulmate clients is through that unapologetic being of you. And I feel like if that is not permission, yeah. I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It's just, it is, it's all of that, that just unapologetic, unfiltered, you know, raw and holy 
truth and not being afraid to be all of who you are. And I feel, again, that is a journey for all of us. Cause as we talked about before, it's a lot of that dissolution and unarmoring of all the programming and the good girl and all the things that we learned about emotions and who we should be. And it's really letting that all go and coming back into the body to remember the deeper truth of who we are, which is this beautiful and full range of humanness and divinity, you know, merged as, as one within our souls and spirits. And that's really what we're here to share in the world. And, and it's like that energy to me, it feels like a pulse. It's like that pulsing sensation, um, in the body. That's just that aliveness and vitality. And, you know, for anyone listening, Sophie in this audience, who's maybe having a desire to connect to that pulse a little bit more, within themselves, what would you maybe suggest that they begin to tap into or allow themselves to express in deeper ways or just any like specific tools or practices that you really like to use, whether that's, you know, through connecting with the womb or some movement. Um, You also created recently a really beautiful real around the energy of love and expansion and fear and contraction. And I think that's just even a powerful thing to speak to, to help women identify how that pulses through the body. So just share anything in that realm um, to support the women listening. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So I can go deeper into that, the fear and the, the love piece. So fear shows up in the body as contraction or tension. So like, if we think about when we get scared, it's like, (gasps) like you hold the breath, you know, your, your whole body tenses up. And so what a lot of times as women are moving through their entire life, like without taking a deep breath with like completely always holding, sucking in the belly, you know, doing all this stuff. Um, And then what love is, it shows up in the body as expansion and letting go. So in terms of the breath, fear is holding the breath and love is the exhale. And love is also the inhale. It's the inhale, the receiving and the exhale, letting go. So one practice that can help you to sort of start to dismantle those layers, those barriers so that you can feel what's happening underneath is to just put on some some music that moves you and just start to feel like where there's and tune in with the body and notice where there's contraction, like where you can feel holding. And that might be like muscle pain, or it might be like a janky joint, or, you know, like it might just be a, a, just a feeling of that, you know, may not be something physical. It may just be a sense of it. And then with awareness, bring breath to that place. So what I mean by that is breathing deeply with your, with your, um, your focus on that area. And so what happens when we focus on it and we focus on inhaling and exhaling, releasing, letting go, opening is that those pieces of tension start and contraction start to dissolve. So that's, that's one practice that is really at the core of everything. Another thing is um, 
you know, like my the the feminine embodiment practice that I created, Rebel Queen Kundalini, which is a, a mixture of um, tantric breath work for circulating sexual energy, uh, different erotic movements and dance. Mm. So that's my favorite part. I yeah. do that like all the time. I even watch my own videos <laughs> and be guided by myself. It's a very meta experience, but it's just, you know, it's like, it's so nice to be guided through something. I feel like that's also part of the surrender and the letting go is the not having to know what you're doing or what's coming next. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's such an important reminder because we so often, I know even in the beginning of, you know, really going deeper into my embodiment journey. And I grew up as a dancer my whole life and then a yoga student and then teacher for over a decade, like have a ton of movement background. But then when I transitioned into embodiment practice and really just letting my body fully lead me. I remember there was moments of judgment or trying to control it or fix it or have it look a certain way or be a certain way. And I just think that reminder that you shared Sophia of just, yeah, permission to allow yourself to feel and using the breath to track sensation and to bring some more life into those sensations in the body is really the most powerful and beautiful place to begin and just letting go of what it should look like or how it should be and just being completely open to whatever expression wants to arise is is so expansive and and I, and Sophia will share with you all at the end how you can get access to some of her courses so don't you worry if you if you pinged that while she was speaking it um and I would love for you to share too Sophia because I know in my business, I go through a lot of peaks and a lot of valleys and a lot of plateaus and everything in between. And I would love to hear Sophia, you know, on those days or moments or months or weeks or whatever it is, because it happens to all of us as entrepreneurs that you may be meeting doubt or not feeling, you know, in your full magnetism or navigating some challenging moments, emotions, you know, difficulties within your leadership and business. I would love to hear how you hold yourself through that and how you, you know, channel that energy to connect you and ignite you back into your inspiration and your why and your mission and all of those things. Cause I feel so many women as entrepreneurs, we meet you know, highs and lows, but often we then feel maybe like we have to like run away and shut down and get off social media and, and right kind of hide until we work through it. Or, or maybe then we overshare and we share as we're going through something, you know, and it's not fully integrated. So I would love to hear how you navigate those times in your leadership. Yeah. Well, I, I love this question. And first of all, I think it's, the first piece of it for me is always to recognize that, that that's exactly part of the process. You know, it isn't just like, a, just like a, a healing journey, just like anything. It's not a straight upward trajectory. There's not like a secret source. And then, you know, you do this one, you take the magic pill and then forevermore you're skipping into the sunset and there's never going to be another challenge. I think that part of 
growing and expanding is you you hit up against your edges you know you come to that place where it starts to feel sticky and uncomfortable and scary and that's because you're moving into something that's new you're going to a new place so when I start to feel that coming in for myself and I do and I have gone through moments you know in my business where um some way a message that I had no longer feels resonant and I'm like well how is this shifting and and how do I express this new way and is this really integrated enough yet to share and so there are those moments right where we're where we're in a personal growth phase where what we were doing before doesn't quite resonate anymore but where we're going hasn't quite landed enough to yet be shared And I've just come to the place of recognizing that that's just part of business and it's part of me, my journey of continually expanding and growing. And then what I also do to help my support myself through those those times is I come back to my embodiment practice, which I think is often the opposite of what we want to do. So I still can see the parts of me that would love to that think, oh, let's just get into the hustle. Let's just work harder. Let's just push more because that's the old way. That's the way that we've been taught. And I am a generator. I do love my work. I'm passionate about what I do. I love when I'm in the flow, I'm like, nah, I could work like 12 hours one day and it will feel like two hours. And so, you know, it's not like I'm just only want to work one hour a day all the time and take bubble baths the rest of the time you know like there there are those moments and there are other moments where I don't want to do anything and that's okay too but yeah I come back to my embodiment practice and I was sharing with this as well I also get support right from women who are uh, I have a lot of friends who are in this in this industry so I should talk to them I find out what do you do and we support each other I have like a, a group where we kind of do like our own mastermind with my friends you know and we share and we ask we offer reflections and ask for support so um I was sharing with a friend of mine this morning who was, who's in this phase, right? In this phase of like, where I feel like there's so much to do and I don't know what to do of like in that moment where you feel like you don't have time for your embodiment, just take five minutes, just put on one song, just dance to one song, breathe and move. And then at the end of that five minutes, you're going to find out what's really important. Like what, what really needs to be done right now and what's really happening, not just what you're feeling is going on in that moment. Yes. And uh, you're absolutely right. Cause yeah, when I'm in these times, I'm like embodiment can go to the wayside and, and it does, it will trigger for me to that fight response of then like overworking, hustling, going, doing more where then I can quickly recognize like, Ooh, wait, hold on the being is so much more important than the doing. And to have that daily anchored practice in my day or in the middle of the day to do exactly what you said, coming back into the body, playing a song, moving the energy, feeling what desires to be felt is so much more expansive than trying to sit at my desk and force something to move through that isn't wanting to come. It it needs its own divine timing to fully arrive and land. And it's that conversation with the body that I feel really opens us to that. And, and I love that you shared Sophia too, having that 
group of sisters to support and collaborate and co-create with. I also have that in my life and I don't know what I would do without that kind of support because it is so empowering and beautiful to walk beside other women and to be reflections of each other's radiance and really lighthouses for our possibilities and reminders of what we get to leap into and how we can meet the edge, you know, in even bolder ways, because we know we have that support with us. So I, I just love hearing when women are in those spaces and connect in that way. It lights me up so much. And for the last kind of thing that I would, I would love to ask you, Sophia, because I feel like this whole ending part of the conversation has been around this kind of artistry piece and the expression piece and, you know, really then bringing that out into the world. And as an entrepreneur, you know, your I always say your business is really just a channel for your heart's expression to move through. And I would love to hear, Sophia, like how you channel your creativity and especially, you know, in the world now of our social media platforms, where it feels like everything is moving fast and there's just a lot of content out there and a lot of regurgitated information and kind of the same, same all over the place. Like, how do you really tune into your essence and create in a way that feels really authentic to you and, you know, stay inspired and ultimately stay in your own lane? Because I, I see and feel you do that in your space. And I feel that's such an important part of entrepreneurship. And I would just love for you to share any insights on cultivating that in your own leadership and business. Yeah. So what I always ask myself is like, what wants to come through me? You know, what is life wanting me to, to express? And if I'm, if I ask myself that question and I, I'm not sure in that moment, or I'm not feeling inspired, then there are things that I'll do to get inspired. So I might dance, or I often find if I go for a massage, it's like I get so many downloads when I'm like getting a massage. So I'll go do something else that that's putting me naturally in a pleasured space. And what I find then is as I'm more relaxed, that's when it comes through. So for me, I'm not somebody who really enjoys to sit down and meditate. Doesn't work for me. It never has. I used to really judge myself about that, but I've realized that I'm meditation for me is a needs to have some kind of movement in it. So it, even singing, you know, for me is like a, it's an active kind of meditation. So I'll do that. And then the other thing is that I have, in the past, I really, um, and would sometimes I'd see everyone else sharing. And even if it was something that I felt had come through as like, oh, I want to share about this. But then I'd see all these other people sharing about it. I'd be like, oh, now they've said it. I can't say it. Or like, oh, it, what, what about if they think that I copied them or something like that? So what I shifted, how I shifted out of that was I stopped paying as much attention to what other people were doing and sharing. Yeah. And if I do come across someone who's sharing something similar, I'm like, amazing. Like this is, you know, I come back into the space of abundance around it of like, oh, great. Somebody else is sharing this message. It's important. The more people sharing about it, the better. The more women who hear about this, the better. 
not everybody's going to learn about it from me. Not everybody knows me. So this is part of the collective movement in this direction. So I see it now more as evidence that there's a shift happening rather than evidence that the space is already taken up and there's no room for me. Mm. Yeah. And that's just uh, that abundance mindset reminder is so powerful. And that could go into a whole nother conversation around the wounded feminine templates and jealousy and comparison and all of that, that we've been really conditioned and programmed into, but, but I love that. And, and I, you know, do that as well, you know, to see it as we're all really here to elevate the collective consciousness and be a part of our evolution and, I always am saying, you know, we need all of our dreams and desires and voices to be on deck, especially now, you know, we're really in the shift of paradigms and bridging a new earth here. And to me, the body is the revolution and the body really is on the forefront of that. And when I see women sharing embodiment work and connecting back to the feminine essence and liberating their expression it's, it makes me so lit up and happy and alive because we can't serve everybody and not everybody is meant for you, but the more we have as little lights everywhere, you know, we can attract those people that are meant for us and we can start being the ripple effect here, which we need, you know, now more than ever. So I just love that reminder, Sophie. And I think that's always so powerful to hear. And hopefully if you're listening, you know, you can let that land in your heart and create that shift the next time you're on social media and seeing other people's content and remembering that your voice holds unique medicine that is only, you know, yours. And we need all of that to be shared and expressed. So, Oh, so good, Sophia. Just, oh my gosh, so many powerful things have been spoken and shared through your wisdom and just your presence in this conversation. And I would love for you to share where the women in this community can connect with you. And if there is anything upcoming in your space, I know that you host a lot of courses and mentorship and do a lot of things inside of your business. So just share where we can find you and how we can more deeply connect with you. Beautiful. So yeah, there's two places that I always love to direct women to go to. So the first is to my Instagram, which is at Sophia underscore Lee underscore page. Um, And if you have, you know, you're listening to this podcast and you're like, oh my God, this thing really hit me or whatever. I would love to hear from you. So just don't be shy. Send me a DM. I always love to chat with people um, and find out like what landed for them or what felt like. uh, So, you know, I'm not expecting you to agree with everything that I say, even, you know, even if you don't, if you completely disagree and you want to say that, then I'd love to hear that too. Um, And the other place is my website. So that's sophialapage.com. So on my website, there's links to all my social media. There's also where you can find all my uh, self-study courses. And as I was talking to Nina, offering to this audience a 10% off coupon code, which is risingfem10. And I think it's going to be linked in the show notes. So you'll be able to find it there. Um, And then right now, uh, I don't have any live courses launching, but I am taking one-to-one clients um, uh, from single sessions up to like six-month mentorships. So there's a whole range of ways for you to kind of either dip a toe in or get super immersed. 
um, inside of my world. And yeah, so that's the best ways. And thank you so much for having me, Nina. It's been like, oh, so good. I just love, I love what you're doing. And I love this podcast. And I've loved being a guest here with you as well. Oh, thank you. It's just, it's always such a joy. And I, these conversations light me up so much, which is why I started this space because I could just talk forever with women like Sophia, as all of you listening know, <laughs> it's so, it's so igniting and we will have all of that linked. So you'll have access to all of Sophia's social media platforms and offerings and courses. And we'll have that code laid out for you because that course sounds amazing, especially if you're in your embodiment journey and really looking to plug in to this work and a lot of what Sophia shared. So I'm just so grateful that you were able to be on and join us today, Sophia, and really just grace us with your wisdom and gifts and your message. And so grateful for all of you listening. Thank you all so much for being here. I just honor you all as a sacred heartbeat in this community. And we will see you next time on the Rising Feminine Collective. Mm-hmm.